with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. And we're rolling. What's up, dude? A little bit of business there. That's up. That's what's up, barbecues, bad boy. <laughs> That's me, man. I almost started watching a, like a barbecue show on Netflix. I know, cool setup, Kyle. But uh, I, I don't know why I didn't continue watch. I found something else, and but I was like, why? Oh, why yeah? are you like ripping up these shows? Being like just the weird barbecue mercenary, like vigilante, like when they're like. You know, played for this team or cooked for this restaurant, and yours is just like question marks. I'm like Dave Stone, he's got no backstory. We don't even know if this is his real name. Like the A team, I'd love, love the barbecue shows. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I watched. Uh, I think there's four episodes of that. I've watched a couple. I watched the Rodney Scott one. I watched the one with the uh, 82 year old lady who gets up at three in the morning. Oh, really? Um, well, I mean, they, boy, she, they just do that yeah. at that age. You mean she's making barbecue also? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good story. I forgot her name. Uh, something like Tootsie or something like that. But she's a uh, like an elementary school custodian during the week. And then uh, on the weekends, she gets up at like 2 or 3 in the morning and uh, sells barbecue. And she's been doing it for like 50 years. So it's a pretty cool story. I'm more impressed with the, with the digestive system of an 82-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> who consumes barbecue because i like i've mm-hmm. i did I, I mean eating meat like i've cracked my back from how, the size of the shits i've taken when i would just eat meat all the time <laughs> you're an 82 year old brittle woman you'll snap your pelvis in yeah. half yeah dumping out that no, much she's brisket. Uh, she's an old farm girl man she's a uh, a little old sturdy gal. Built for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um I like I like the the well done barbecue uh documentary. I don't like the um there's some there's a couple of these cheap like cable series. There's a joke like in there somewhere. I like well done barbecue series. Well done. I don't do comedy no more. But uh, some of the competition shows are kind of annoying. It's just the same stuff. But they, these are these are well done. That that new uh, what is it? Uh, Chef's Table Barbecue. Or yeah, something? Netflix yeah, doesn't fuck good. around on some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If they're going to make a documentary exploiting child dancers, they're going to do a great job of it. <laughs> oh, is that the one everybody's talking about? Cuties or something? What, yeah, what I, about? yeah. I guess there was like a, a rally against it in uh, Hollywood the other day. And some people down at uh-huh. Hollywood Vine, some Trump supporters railing against. I didn't see it. I watched some clips from it. It did look kind of like. Uh, here's what I know without having watched the movie. It's basically <laughs> it's and so just just so that we're all clear. I'm not. I'm passing a, no judgment on it because I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, the outrage is that like it's showing little kids twerking and stuff, which is gross. But the whole yeah. point of the movie is that it's supposed to be about how kids are sexualized at an early age. 
So mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like showing that, but then what I've read from people's news, like actually it's just more about, it's more gross than it is like informative and exposing the exploitation. I don't want to watch it. It's not something I want to formulate uh, a strong opinion on. I think they got the public. I think did we talked about this last week. We talking about this. I don't, I don't know who I have conversations no, I, with anymore. I don't think so. I think yeah, Netflix, I don't think we've talked about this. Okay, I think Netflix got the publicity they wanted. Maybe too much negative publicity, but publicity nonetheless to get people to watch it and form their own opinions. But people think mm-hmm. it's part of the. You know the cannibal pedophiles that run Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know those. Can, you know the cannibal pedophiles that we've been that we deal <laughs> with because we're in show business. Maybe, maybe that's a rank. Yeah. Maybe we know we haven't made it because we haven't dealt with any cannibal pedophiles. That's true. I've yet to run across any of it in my dealings with the uh, show business. That's what I mean. Like there's making it, and then say? there's like then there's uh, I I met up with the cannibal pedophiles making it. <laughs> Dude, speaking of which, I uh, of I ran across a YouTube video. <laughs> speaking of cannibal pedophiles, I ran across a uh, some random YouTube video last night where they were talking about um, Pinocchio, the the Disney version of Pinocchio, and how that's riddled with um, subtle symbolism of Hollywood pedophilia. And the dude hosting it, like, he made some good points about, I, I, I don't remember enough of the details to relay them to you, but uh, just talking about um, how basically that whole story is uh, symbolic of the Hollywood pedophile thing, which, and, and Pinocchio was, I don't know when that was made, the 20s or 30s or something, but uh, just talking about how it's been there from day one. And how one of the characters represents the Harvey Weinstein type, and I don't know, but it, it made some good points. I, I got to go back and look at it again. But well, uh, the story is from yeah, eighteen eighty three, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, they talked about that. But I think uh, they added some stuff to the to the cartoon, the big Disney cartoon, whenever that came out. But it it made some interesting points. I don't know. I think they're all at the at the point of like if if it's 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 Elvis is still alive shit. If you want to find it, you'll find it. You'll 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 put yeah. it together enough <clears throat> the random information to create your hypothesis. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that was that was happening down the street here the other day. Anyway, yeah. we got there from talking about barbecue TV shows. <laughs> yeah. We're all over the map. How's it going there in L.A., man? This is your last week in town. Last week, I was going to send you a picture. Like, this setup I have, I have every, this is the most, of all the shitty setups we've had for recording this show, this is by far <laughs> the most precarious. It, basically, the setup, I'll send you a picture of it. It looks like I made a Rube Goldberg machine around me, <laughs> and now I can't get up. How so? It's just like, well, I'm in a chair, but then the mic stand is on the arm of the chair with the mic dangling down, and the zoom is just on one arm of the chair, and I'm stuck here now, (laughs) so I got coffee that's kind of behind me. It's like if if the movie Saw was just like, now you have to have a (laughs) successful podcast to get yourself out of this, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Fucking Joe Rogan can take his $300 billion or whatever they paid him. Couldn't even pull a table up next to me over here. My favorite Are murder is worth $15 million. Dollars. 
I was looking at top podcasting really? earnings. I'm, I was trying to see where we fell in the top podcasts, <laughs> top earning podcasts. My favorite murder is Fit, making $15 million. According to a Forbes article, Joe Rogan, thir- however many, $30 million. My favorite murmur. I think they got a fit. Uh, my favorite murmur. Let's start a podcast called My Favorite Murmur, and it's about our declining health. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically. Oh, well, I. It's called My Favorite Murmur, and I, we do we tape our show, but it's while well, you're on the treadmill and you try to <laughs> host while running on treadmill. So, oh man! This is a million. Treadmill comes tomorrow. This is a million dollar idea, and that mm-hmm. means we still won't be in the top five earning podcasters with a million dollar idea. <laughs> Have you ever? Uh, did you know that you come up if you Google? You know how like when you Google something or someone, uh, there's multiple options that'll come up immediately, sure. like Calcanane comedy, Calcanane. Uh, you come up on the uh, net worth. Oh, let me. I'm looking you're, it up right now. All, you, your business is out there, man. Let me see. Let me see what they got. What do they got? They got... This is from last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, what does it say now? What's your uh, net worth according to the computer? They, I, I love the idea that they list your, your credits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a comedian uh, 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 who voices Bullet the Dog in Paradise PD. My net worth from the two uh, voiceover credits from a Disney XD show and a true TV show. $19 million. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Way to go, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was worth $19 million. What am I doing haggling with these assholes on offer up over my RC car <laughs> charger for when I got $19 million out there? <laughs> yeah, man. You got money you didn't even know you had. I, I sure. Well, trivia. He co-hosts a podcast called The Boogie Monster with fellow comedian Dave Stone. I wish that was on there. Rachel, yeah, I wish Rachel. my net worth is on there. Sorry. Do you know, according to net worth, I have $19 million? You don't? I don't have good, that. man. Oh, well, Rachel's <laughs> leaving me. Apparently, she's been paying attention to this man. website, and now yeah. she's devastated. <laughs> Nineteen million. I just bought my. I'm going to buy my favorite murder and change it to my favorite murmur. And the show, it's just you for an hour running on a treadmill. It's just the audio. Yeah, man. Of you Mm -hmm. running on your treadmill. God damn. (laughs) Fucking all right. Well, shit, man. man. I didn't realize I was rich, Dave. You need anything? Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. You let me know. I'm going to hit you up. You let me know it. You uh, let me speaking know of the mean. treadmill, treadmill comes tomorrow, dude. I'm going to change my life starting tomorrow. Very excited. I like the, I like your attitude that this is, like, without a mm-hmm. doubt going to. It has to. You've said too much publicly about it. Well, it's if I don't lose weight now, then it's just crystal clear that I'm just a piece of shit. Like it's well, right here in my living room. What's the problem? I I I don't know. This is the the final straw. Well, like so. I say, if, if you don't, you're not a man of you're a man of conviction. So if you're not going to use the truck, uh-huh. you have to become the fattest guy in the world. That's that's <laughs> the only other option 
It's you one of the lean other. into it. Although, fuck, man. Slim down Dave Stone. Do you think it would affect your toughness? Because there's, uh, like, there's something to having a, a physically a little weight behind you when you're going into a situation? Yeah, I don't know. I think what I might lose in... Um you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I I, I think uh, whatever I lose, uh, in addition to the weight, uh, I would gain in, in agility yes, and flexibility, and, and I'll, be qu- I'll be quicker. Yeah. Oh, shit. Fast Dave? Fast Dave Stone? Yeah. That is, Watch out. That is a threatening concept. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been around you. If you want to go berserk, there's the only thing you can hope for is maybe outrun you. <laughs> that's the best defense. Although I am fast for a big guy. You are, that, I'm already pretty fast that's what for, I mean. for a big dude. I'm not even saying like that's an easy task. Because mm-hmm. when you're pissed too, like that's when you get the superhuman gumption. Yeah. That would, that's like what I want my bear. superhero strength to be is like just real, a lot of gumption because nobody knows what it means. So you can kind of <laughs> define it as you go. <laughs> What's that guy? He got a lot of gumption. How so? Ah, he just, you know, whenever something, if he wants to do something, he's going to do it. I got to look up what, mm-hmm. gum, what the actual definition of gumption is. Yeah, what does gumption Shrewd mean? I, I or guess spirited I've initiative and resourcefulness. Yeah, okay. I would, lo- yeah. I would yeah, love that makes spirited sense. resourcefulness. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm going to get on it, man. I got to. Because. Um, I texted you this, uh, but I had an incident this week. Um, I rode my bike, or the bike you gave me. That's your bike, uh, I rode it to the record store. I rode it to the record store the other day, and I haven't been in a record store in six months since COVID started, seven yeah. months, whatever it is now. Uh, but the one here in Long Beach uh, finally opened up again, so I thought, well, I'll slap on the mask and uh, ride the bike over there and social distance and try to pick up a couple records yeah. and uh, rode the bike over there, and uh, it was the middle of the day. It was on Saturday. It was pretty hot out. By the time I got there, I was so sweaty that I was too embarrassed to shop. So I went in, and Im- immediately, as soon as I walked in the door, the, the girl behind the counter was like, uh, do you mind using the hand sanitizer? They had a big jug of hand sanitizer right by the door, and I don't know if she told er- asked everybody at that, but uh, I would she think, took one look at me. No, I would think, sorry to interrupt, but that's like records, you can only mm-hmm. look at them by flipping through them, by touching them, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, didn't, I, yeah. went, I went to a guitar but shop, she- and they had like all the guitars you try that you, they, you would have to turn uh-huh. them around on the stand so they would know to come through and wipe them down after you walk through ah so I don't take that, that one I don't sense. take that one personally it's not like she gave you yeah, deodorant but she and a did. towel <laughs> but she did have this look of disgust mixed with fear and um I didn't realize how gross I was, but uh, I I caught myself in a mirror. They had a little mirror there, and uh, I wasn't just sweaty. I looked like I fell into a body of water. Like, I was just completely soaked, and uh, I I, I rode. The whole point was I'll ride the bike over there, pick up a couple records, ride home, and uh, I lasted about 45 seconds. And other customers were looking over their shoulder, like, like it just. <laughs> I was attracting too much attention. How far and is I this just turned around store? and left. Where'd you ride to? It's San only Diego? like a mile and a half. A mile and a half. <laughs> it's, only, 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. I said, uh, actually, I, I, I said the bike that you gave me, although I got a flat tire on that. So I set out on that one immediately, uh, n- not completely flat, but it needed some air. Yeah. So I came back and I got Katie's bike and she's got like a beach cruiser with like the basket on it and she's got the different gears. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm not familiar with her bike. I've never ridden it too much. And I had it in a low gear. Didn't realize it. So oh, the, that you could have changed and, and out and told, for something easier. Yeah. So it was like the whole time I was riding, I was like, man, am I this out of shape? Like, this shouldn't be that hard. And by the time I got there, I realized, oh, shit, I had it in a lower gear. Yeah. I was working harder than I needed to. But, man, it was it was, um, it was was a pretty disgusting display of perspiration. <laughs> and... Uh, well, that SC is a single even speed shop. too, so that's a lot of work. Yeah, so I, I gotta, I gotta lose some weight just so I can go shopping now. So, but uh, that all changes tomorrow, buddy. Dave's, but, Dave's buttering his haunches so he can slide through the door of the record store. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I do have to grease up. I got. <laughs> I uh, oh, God. not to get too uh, <laughs> too graphic here, but I, I lube well, up the thighs. I got to lube up the thighs with the lotion so, so I don't chafe. For, oh, th- but, I thought you said uh, it's a, the sides. I was like, you really are no, trying to thighs. slip around your apartment by greasing your lo- your, <laughs> your loins. No, I gotta I gotta slap a little uh, Vaseline on the old thighs there so I don't. Uh, oh no, I, under- I, I don't get the sand- uh, sandpaper get, thighs. No, I got. Uh, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Powder the nuggets. <laughs> Powder the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Grease the wings. <laughs> I know the. I know. Uh, I might not be a big boy, but I'm a. I'm a. Humidity gets the best of me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so what's I, going on with you, man? Will, you, well, your last week in town. Are you all packed up now? Are you packed completely? No, we got the furniture shit, no, and stuff we got shit all go? over the place. I'll tell you mm. this. Okay, I'll, I'll say. Did I tell you the, the ghost story? I told a ghost story last week that my landlord told me, right? Did you? Not, not ghost story. But oh, right. Yeah. About yeah, the woman coming one, in. Your landlord. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was that. Oh, t- well, I'll say this one, but, uh, yeah, that was, I was just had my own, I, oh, that's what I was going to say. LA's not making it tough to want to leave. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Between like, I watched somebody try to steal my mail. Really? You caught someone trying I, to steal your mail? I was sitting out on the, out on the balcony. It was about one thirty. It was last week, about one thirty AM. Mm-hmm. I'm out there just getting loose with it. And I watched some people walk up the street, and they're looking at all the houses. I'm like, oh, they're up here to steal mail. Like I just, I just knew it. They're up here to like, they're not, oh. they're, they're, they're up here. To, they're casing places out because you go on next Fuck door, off. one of those apps, and it's all it is. It's mail theft now. Be, especially, I think they were saying because of all the stimulus checks being dropped uh-huh. off. And I watched. It looked like two guys and a and a gal, and I watched a gal walk up the front steps of our building and just put her hands in the mailbox, and I was like. I'm uh, oh. I'm a, I'm a one floor up. There's nothing I can like mm-hmm. do other than let them know I see them. So I'm just like, "Can I help you?" And she's, "Oh, oh wrong address." And starts to scurry off. I'm like, "What an excuse!" 
wrong address. Got to get a BB gun. I have them. I just oh, didn't know man. I would need it in that instance. Uh, but so then they shuffled off because it was like clearly somebody was out there watching them. But between that, uh, this is minor shit, but it's like when little things all pile together, you know, Rachel like drove through some fresh dog shit. Could happen anywhere, but, you know, town full of people <laughs> with dogs, but that don't pick up after their dogs, you're a scumbag. Your dog's fine. You're a mm-hmm. piece of shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, so flip dog, fresh dog shit all over the car, inside of the wheel wells. Like, I've never had, like, I don't know what kind of special diet that dog had. Where it's like, he's, you roll over dog shit, gets stuck in the tire, that's it. This flung it all over the wheel wells, the whole car smelled like shit. Ugh. I had to hose that off. Then earthquake. Do you feel earthquake? Dude, yeah. It was Friday that was, night. Uh, that was fair, fairly intense. Four, I think 4.6. Yeah, 4.6 or 4.8. And it was close. It was close. It was closer to us than it was to you. I think they said it was like in El Monte or something, which is like just out past Pasadena. Yeah, over yeah, Inland Empire. Yeah. That way. So felt that one. Friday night earthquake. Skies finally cleared up from the smoke, but that bobcat fire has all my riding spots shut down. Shut down. Where is that bobcat fire, by the way? I keep hearing about that, but do you know exactly where that's it's at? It's up. We went camping up in that Angeles Crest, and it's by Mount. Oh, it's all up, up to two it's that there. whole area. Yeah, Mount Wilson. They got oh, firefighters okay. trying to protect Mount Wilson, the observatory. Mm. So that's going on. Um. I thought there was other stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, it was just It's just like, all right, yeah, we're getting out of here. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was reading about c- climate migration, about how just the fires. I mean, living here for 17 years, fires have gotten exponentially worse. And they will continue mm-hmm. to do so. So, like, leaving a even. But we're going to Oregon. Same thing. It's on fire. But at least it will rain there eventually. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was, I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to, ready to get out of Southern California for a while. But, uh, well, that's, yeah, what I, was I don't say. blame you. Yeah. But, uh, I told you that, but, uh, exercised my second amendment, right? Mm, mm-hmm. So got a few more days before I could pick up a firearm. Right on. You want to talk about that? What'd you get? I guess. Well, that's what I asked before we started. Like, is it weird? Like, is there any reason to keep it secret or not? I'm like, I'm not bragging about it. I but don't I, think so. Well, because no, I did that. And I then I did a so. show that night like, after I, because I bought it kind of on a whim. Like, I've been thinking about it for a while. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's just do it. Because it's like, well, guns are running out. And you look at the people that do own the guns and the very literal the interpretation of the phrase, ah, I might be bringing a knife to a gunfight at some point mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. with ways that this country is going. That might be my only defense, literally, is bringing a knife <laughs> to a gunfight. So, uh, yeah, but I made jokes about that night, and but then I got stoned, and I got real paranoid about, like, oh, should I be making jokes about uh, owning a gun and making fun of like, but I, that's because I was like real high, and I, I also watched the mm-hmm. Invitation, which is a movie. I don't remember if it was good or not. That's here nor there. But then I thought, mm-hmm. like, well, no, that's my First Amendment right. Is I get to make jokes about anything I want. Yeah. So, but yeah, bought a gun, man. Way to go, dude! What'd you, what'd you get? Got a, a Glock twenty-seven. 
Nice. 40, 40 cal? 40 cal. Dude, that's exactly uh, what I carried when I was a cop. They said it's a, it's a you go-to thing. I know it's a lot of people on the Reddit. Again, appraise this Reddit. Quick, good job on the Boogie Monster Reddit. But somebody uh, suggested liberal gun owners. Been on it for months. Appreciate the suggestion. Uh, but, yeah, I got, you know, there's some days of, uh, oh, that whole tyrannical government thing. Well, it's kind of happening now, huh? Yeah, and then yeah, I, it is. Uh, you know, I was, try, I was keeping it lighthearted there for a minute, but yeah, Friday I got real bummed out with the RBG going down, mm-hmm. and how uh, you know the the sheer hypocrisy of them probably forcing through oh, a yeah. nomination, even though it was like, hey, hypocrisy, yeah, Mitch McConnell, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, that's just politics, baby. Fuck that, man. You should want better from your government. You, every, every single human being, yeah. I think, does want better uh, from the government. So that that got me a little bit, uh, well, and this was after I, I purchased firearm, but got me, uh, you know, got me like kind of bummed out about the state of things and the, what the possible directions the shit might go in and what's going to happen in November. So I got a little in my head Friday night about it. <laughs> that kind of reaffirmed, well, I'm glad like, you uh, to have it in the house, you know, I'm glad you finally pulled the trigger. Hey, Dave. <laughs> but no, that's great, man. I, I, I think you picked a good one there, dude. That's uh, that's a solid gun. I had that, and I had the I had a forty Glock forty cal. I forgot what model, but our backup. Um, you you said yours is the twenty seven. Tw- is, is that right? Yeah, twenty seven. You yeah. can convert. Th- you can do barrel. Convert it to a nine millimeter, which would, I guess would be the Glock nineteen. I think somebody said. I don't know why you would want to do that. Uh, you were telling me about that. I, I don't know what's the benefit of converting it to a nine millimeter. Forty cal is a, a bigger caliber. I know, but anyway, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I had, I'm a new gun owner, so I like you know maybe learning on something yeah. easier. I had that. That was my main service weapon that I had on my hip, and then we also had. I think it was the Glock twenty three. It was also a forty cal, but it was smaller. That was our backup weapon. We had that uh, on our like. Um, what am I trying to say? The bulletproof vest. We uh, we had a holster on the on the inside of the vest, kind of like on your rib cage. Okay, uh, but it was also forty cal. I think that was the twenty three. Exact same gun, just smaller and uh, smaller magazine, but same same bullet, same caliber. What was the uh, what, man? Those are those are good guns. I just I was basically like I want a nine millimeter. The guy's like we don't have anything. He's like we got this, which is the closest you'll get. And the only reason we have these in, because I was like, well, why? If everything's sold out, why do you have these? Why do you have these then? Like, are they crummy or nobody wants them? Because mm-hmm. like, we got them last night. I'm like, all right, let's just ah. do it. Let's give it to me. And then we'll see what else. Because, you know, we're going to Oregon where everything's legal up there, but I don't want to change my residency because it's not a permanent move. It's only a mm-hmm. temporary move. So, yeah. Anyway, Did that's. You get a holster, mm-hmm. like an ankle holster or anything? I'm going to learn how to shoot it before I go. You know, cruising around Costco <laughs> with it. I think I'm going to spend some time getting to know what it can do, what I can mm-hmm. do with it before I'm like, hey, check it out. So my buddy yeah. did the same thing. He's like, well, there's holsters. I'm like, not, it's staying in the box for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying in the, it's staying okay. in the, even in the store, the guy's like, what I'm like holding it. I'm like, I'm just buying a gun, man. I don't know. How's it feel? It feels like a fucking gun. I'm buying a gun. Give me the mm-hmm. gun. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not here fucking Annie Oakley spinning around on my finger 
shooting holes through quarters with it. It just needs to be needs to do the thing it does. So I uh, I was actually uh, I took some courses right before my law enforcement career ended. I was uh, about to become an armor, a uh, certified armor, uh, someone who can uh, repair and fix and and all that. Oh, really? uh, the Glocks. So I, yeah, I took a couple uh, like um, real boring classes. Um, wasn't gun, all, all wasn't gun repair with, one of those like home? Sally Struthers technical course <laughs> things. I think so. <laughs> I want gun repair. Oh home. man! Yeah, I, I feel like that was uh, part of the the scroll. You know, we're at the end of the commercial. That's where I'm picturing you it. Know? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the, refrigeration repair, gun repair. Yeah, the but the attitude, like <laughs> notary th- public. Think about the attitude towards guns was never as polarized. Mm-hmm. For I mean, obviously it's been in the news, but but I remember, yeah. My buddy's dad had a ton of guns, and it was like, yeah, guns are around. People get shot with guns, but also guns are things that people, regular people have, and it wasn't this. Even I was, like, you know, stigmatized by it, and I'm like, no, what the fuck, man? Yeah. All the people all the people I disagree with are the ones like, every citizen should be armed. So I'm like, yeah, because you're scary as fuck, and you got guns, so I better, mm-hmm. I, I think I need one. Yeah. Uh, I've been begging. I've been begging Katie to to get a gun. She's she has no interest, but I definitely think females uh, should know how to should carry and know how to shoot a gun. Um, you know, get you they 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 have guns now specifically uh, marketed towards females. Um, you know, smaller, yeah, fit in your hand pink better, that kind with of Hello stuff. Kitty stickers on them and shit. <laughs> but I, oh man, I, I do think women should should uh, carry a little pistol. But you know, that's that's well, that, you know, I, I I've I, I don't want to push too hard, but uh, I've I've made it clear to her my opinion on that. She just has no interest. But oh well, I'll give you a reason to you, get buddy. a gun. <laughs> don't make i'll give well, you a good, reason man. to want a gun lady i still think uh you should do something with, i i feel like you coined that phrase i never heard anybody else say it but uh the gentrify the nra i think you put that on a t-shirt or bumper sticker you will you will be worth 19 million i've that's, a, mean, that's a 19 million dollar idea <laughs> i mean i've heard the sentiment from other people like you want to see gun control let every black guy get an a get an ar-15 and walk around mm-hmm. with it legally you'll see gun control yeah and as we've learned both of us i think learned recently that you know when we talked about why the there's such strict laws in california is because the black panthers were yeah using their yep. constitutional rights and that's when that stuff got changed and now everybody, like because i do try to go like all right it's fucked up because i'm trying to get information about being a gun owner and it does like much more often than not, you're steered towards some sort of right wing conservative. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be more tolerant towards, okay, just conservative viewpoints. Sure. They're up, but like just right wing fuck. Oh, well you live in California. It's going to be hard to get all this shit. And now knowing like, Oh, the reason the laws are so strict is because of how racist people were about black yep. people owning guns. It's like, Motherfucker, it's like this way because you're racist. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of laughing at that. Ah, man, I don't know, but I'm going to have a couple days between when I can pick it up versus when I got to leave. So you got to might have to find a day down at the at the range, Dave. Yeah, man, I would love to. I'd love to go shooting. 
But yeah, I did that, man. Well, good for you, buddy. That's that's good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Let's see. I'm not trying to strut around with it, though. Not Better yet. to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. That's what my dad used to say. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know like what it does mentally to somebody when they're walking around knowing they got a gun. I mean, I'm sure some people are responsible mm-hmm. and great, but other people, well, guess who's a little bit more mouthy about things? And guess who's, yeah, you know, you passed your background check, but that doesn't mean you're mentally sound. True. So. Yeah. It definitely, uh, it definitely changes your point of view when you when you know you've got that. But, yeah. but I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a case by case basis. I think you've got uh, a good enough head on your shoulders to uh, not let that uh, really affect. You don't know me. Um, <laughs> how you're gonna react? Fucking old, yeah, just... old knife table got a gun. Now I'm gonna have to have a gun table. Oh Jesus! You got Elvis TV and old uh. tube TV just for shooting at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I ever tell you I went to Graceland and I was so pissed off how they like cleaned up his image for Graceland? No, I, I didn't know you went. I've been. I, I was surprised at how small his house was. Uh, oh was yeah, like the house re- is not regular. huge, but like the land, he's got a lot. Yeah, of it's stuff like a middle class house. Well, uh, so they cleaned. What do you mean? They cleaned up his image there. Well, they don't let you see the bathroom where he died on the shitter. Uh huh. And then they don't show you the TV that he shot or where he shot a TV. And yeah. it's just a lot. Of you the, can't even go upstairs. No, that's where the bathroom is where he died. Like everybody's here because mm-hmm. we know he died on the shitter. Let me see the shitter. Like, well, that's we keep that private. That's just for the Presley family. And they run like, fuck this, man. I paid money to get in here. Let me see. Where the king shat himself to death. I guess I didn't even realize he died at home. I don't know why I thought that was a hotel somewhere, but yeah, okay. No, I think he died, he died in the bathroom. And then like in the back, I'm like, this is where his buddies would come out, and they would just plink shots at a target and have a few laughs, and just knew everybody was like just on amphetamines and booze, <clears throat> shooting guns in the air. <laughs> oh, boy. But so... Yeah, I was, I was kind of bummed. Like, we know he shot at TVs and stuff, and they're just like, no, but it was, what a horrifying house to live in. Yeah. Like, what a truly, <laughs> what a truly uh, horrible decorated, horribly decorated home. Yeah, it was fairly tacky, but I guess that was the times back then. I don't know. I like... Did you? I liked uh, when I was there. Some I don't know if it was the tour guide or somebody else was talking about his diet. And I guess uh, late in life, he ate a pound of bacon every morning. A pound of bacon in one setting. That is, I'm a big guy with a big appetite, and that even makes me nauseous. I'm good for about three or four strips of bacon. A pound is that's like twenty. 25 strips of bacon there. He was... Oh, he was only 42 when he died. We're older than, yeah. we're older uh, than Elvis. We sure are. Made it, made it longer than the king. This motherfucker died from a heart attack at 42 pound of bacon. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course he died from a heart attack at age 42. In my head, I thought he was like mm-hmm. in his 60s or something. No, no, he's forty-two. I, I, I always remember that. He, uh, 
he died uh, about two weeks before I was born, or two weeks after I was born. I think he died August seventeenth, seventy seven. So he, uh, the world wasn't big enough for both of us. One of us had to go. <laughs> Yeah, looking did you ever hear the story? Uh, I did like this. I don't know if you heard this story. And we may have talked about this back when we did that uh, Elvis episode. Remember we talked about uh, the conspiracy? Is he really dead or not? Yeah. But um, uh, I love the story. He Apparently he used to do this a lot. He, he loved Cadillacs, and he would go to the uh, local Cadillac dealership there in Memphis and just tire kick and look around, look at the new models and stuff. But they say just about every time he would go to the dealership, he would find um, a person who was kind of tire kicking. And usually he said, uh, they said it was usually like a, someone that kind of looked like maybe they were just daydreaming, couldn't really afford it. And he would go up to them and be like, hey, you looking at these Cadillacs? And they're like, oh, hey, Elvis, yeah, yeah, these are nice Cadillacs. And um, he goes, you, so you really like that one, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Charlie, <laughs> calm down. Charlie likes Elvis. Anyway, long story short, he used to buy, he would just buy people Cadillacs. He'd be like, you like that car? You thinking about getting it? And they'd be like, oh, I'm just daydreaming. I can't really afford it. He goes, eh, put it on my tab. But apparently he bought dozens of people Cadillacs. That's pretty rad. I feel like he's maybe like, he's a good guy, right? Well, yeah, I think so. But I mean, or was the he, whole was thing he a crazy with Priscilla... Racist? That I don't know. I do know that uh, in modern times he would definitely be uh, he get me tooed because I think when he met Priscilla, I think boy. she was like fourteen. All of them. I think he. I think she was young. Oh, I'm looking at pictures of Priscilla so, yeah. Presley right now. She's yikes. Yeah, I think I think she was like fourteen when they met. What's the I mean, just like Jerry Lee Lewis, he married his 13-year-old cousin. Jerry Lee Lewis yeah, all was those a guys. crazy hillbilly. Yeah. Was it fucking <laughs> he went over speaking to Elvis, he, he went over to Graceland with a gun. He was, he, yeah. I, know, I forgot what the beef was, but he showed up at Graceland with a gun wanting to shoot Elvis. Dude, those guys were like the original gangster rappers as far as just mm-hmm. maniac, <laughs> like maniac violence and everything. Who's the, who was a Johnny Paycheck shot a guy in a bar and was like, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Johnny Paycheck <laughs> shot a guy. Yeah. Those Charlie, guys, shut up. Those guys Johnny Paycheck also, uh, real small, real small dong, apparently. <laughs> Where, uh, I think that was part of his, that's why he was always on edge. What? How did that story come Dugan. out? I don't know. I I, I think. Uh, well, I do know. Um, I according to that, uh, there's a great series that Mike Judge did a couple years ago called Tales from the Tour Bus. Mm-hmm. There's uh, animated animated stories about country music stars, and I think some of his uh, roadies or tour guys uh, were like, "Yeah, he had a real little penis." <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> that kind of bothered him. <laughs> <laughs> Small enough to be bothered, man. Yeah. Johnny yeah, Paycheck so. penis. It, uh, That's what I'm looking up. I'm looking up Johnny Paycheck penis. I guess that would affect your personality. I got micro peen. Katie just showed up with the uh, with a sack of Wendy's. That is. Oh that's shit! A you got to get partner right there. You got to get going. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> got to cut it short. I got to eat this pretzel I, I burger. I understand. We can, we can pick up where we left off. I get it, man. 
nope. nope. You gotta get going. Nobody wants to fuck around with oh, cold shit. Wendy's. She showed up with a hearty sack. This is a heavy sack of Wendy's. I don't even know what's in there, but I'm excited. Wendy's is definitely <laughs> one of the heavier fast foods. Like, physically oh, heavy. Like, I, I wonder if fast food places have ever thought about making a heavier bag. Like, you know how, like, car doors have the sounds? Like, they, they specifically uh, focus on what the door sounds like when it closes. Because that gives uh-huh. people the concept of quality. It's like when a car door wow, closes. Like like, oh, it's got a good like chunk to it, you know. <laughs> I wonder if fast food places like make the wrappers and shit heavier. So when you get it, you're like, man, we're getting a lot of food for the price. Yeah, it's a good value. Uh, yeah. Ca- Have uh, you seen uh, capitalism and psychological of- <laughs> trickery? <laughs> I know you're not in the market for this, but have you seen the commercials for Wendy's new uh, pretzel pub burger? I'm excited to try that. I haven't always loved a pretzel bun. Yeah, it's on a pretzel bun, and uh, but it just seems like there's a lot going on. It's got beer cheese and onion rings and all kinds of shit. I, I, I would, I'm a little uh, leery on, on how that's going to turn out, but I, I'm definitely going to try it. So we'll see. Man, you got that treadmill? Dive in, dude. You got you got you got counter you got a counterattack already for it. So dive in. Oh man. Treat that Dave, just do me a favor. Now- Treat that treadmill like a swimming pool, all right? Wait a half hour before getting on that thing. I don't need you kick- Now I can eat even more. I don't need to I don't need you kicking off. I got we got nineteen million dollars from doing this podcast, so you gotta stay alive. I'll, I'll lose nineteen million dollars. I start eating double dinner. No, it's okay. I got a treadmill. So you just create your own. Walk it off. It's going to look like when they let the elephant paint things or something that will sell the treadmill underneath <laughs> you with all the food that's streaked across it. It's like when people throw oh, latex God. paint behind, behind a jet engine and let it splatter on a, on a canvas. I would fuck with First that treadmill. Have barbecue sauce stains. Or, yeah, I would fuck. You're just Jackson Pollock with condiments. Snacks and Pollock. Yeah. You're yeah. Snacks and Pollock. And we sell, we, we just give you placemats. <laughs> you eat over a placemat, uh, and then we sell those. You eat over a white placemat, <laughs> we sell those Snacks and Pollock, along with my oh favorite my God, murmur, so a podcast about heart attacks. <laughs> I, I am worth, I might not have $19 million, Dave, but I'm worth $19 million. In my heart, I'm yeah, worth it. You get. <laughs> I'll tell you that. $19 million worth of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> He's just giving them away for free. Well, technically it's $4. I should be uh, saving these for the Patreon. $4 a month oh over on the God. Patreon. You think these ideas are great, listeners. You should get on that Patreon and really hear <laughs> what it sounds like when we half-ass something. <laughs> Dude, speaking of burgers. Speaking of, speaking of burgers. true witches. Is this one? This one hits home, man. This one hurts. R.I.P. Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers is no more, man. Man, I am pissed because I'm trying to find information about it going on there. I rediscovered Fuddruckers later in life. Really? Oh, rediscovered. I mean, I had like I had it when I was a kid, and Uh then. Uh, you know, you'd get like, you know, when you're older, like, oh, we're going to go to Fuddruckers because like families and shit. And they were usually, they're never like in the city. Mm-hmm. And they then, had one in Burbank. Yeah. 
But like, it was like not a place. Like, you know, it wasn't cool or whatever. And then I'd be on the road. I'm like, I haven't been to a Fuddruckers one. I think the Burbank one is when I started going back to it. When I was Yeah, I used to go there by myself. Yeah. It was just family celebrating stuff, and there I am just at the Toppings Bar. That's what I loved toppings about bar. it. The Toppings Bar. The unlimited access to pickles and liquid cheese. Dude, they, oh, it was, they had it was so magical. Mu- and they just ungoverned. <laughs> it wasn't packets. It wasn't like you slid your tray right yeah. under the pump. Yes, I loved it. That pump of cheese. Oh, my God. And multiple Heinz uh, condiments. They had the mayonnaise. They had two or three yeah. mustards, the ketchup, but the you- barbecue sauce. Oh, oh boy. Man, that that truly, I feel bad. It definitely wasn't a delivery thing. The whole point was that you got the do-it-yourself assembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, there was a couple of years, maybe uh, around 12, oh, 13. I'm looking at an image uh, search of the topping bar. It's gorgeous. That was my go-to birthday meal. I remember being a young lad, and uh, my parents would be like, where do you want to go? You know, they would always take me out for a meal or something on my birthday, and it was Fuddruckers. That's that's what really turned me on to it, man. Uh, and then just, oh, they had a one-pound burger. They had the different sizes. I don't think I ever tackled the one pounder, but just oh, the different sizes and the and the all oh, that toppings bar, dude. When you're a fat little kid and you have unlimited access to cheese and pickles, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. It was it really. I would rather when I was 12 years old, I'd rather go to Fuddruckers than Disneyland. Seriously, that was <laughs> my jam. Just drop me off, pick me up tonight. <laughs> Your parents realized how cheap it was to raise you. <laughs> well, there's flights and hotel, and then there's the park entrance fee, and we're going to have to eat in the park and everything. What's that? Uh, Dave just wants to know how many, uh, <laughs> how many diced green peppers he can get in, in one fistful. Yeah. I'll take him to Fuddruckers. Yeah. I'll find out there. I'm looking. It looks like I was a cheap date. I, I told you about uh, when I was younger than that. Uh, I told you this. I think when I was like nine or ten, uh, they were like uh, it was about a week before my birthday, and they're like, "Where do you want to go uh, for your birthday?" And I wasn't being funny. I was being sincere. I was like, "I want to go to the dump." Uh, about a month before, I had taken my first trip to the dump, and uh, but not the trash dump, but like the old refrigerators and furniture dump and i just couldn't wrap my mind around like this stuff is free like there was (laughs) ping pong tables and refrigerator and i seriously i was like i would like to go to the dump for my birthday and then they were like we're not doing that you idiot but uh but then i matured a couple years later and then i went to fuddruckers (laughs) took dave to fuddruckers then let him run loose in a landfill happy 10th birthday buddy (laughs) (laughs) oh man i was in paradise it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) you're a rodent you lived yeah. life as a rodent. <laughs> That's how you live. Just a fat little possum. <laughs> Just oh my god! I'm looking at pictures, but it really uh, did. I'm looking at pictures. It, it blew my mind. The dump or the toppings bar? Well, both. But and then before that, I'll tell you one more story. This, I'm really uh, building a case for me being a real idiot. Yeah, would you eat, but um, eat your siblings? I remember. <laughs> I remember the first time I was introduced to the concept of all you can eat. I was about seven or eight, and there was a place in Marietta, Georgia called the Pizza Inn. 
And uh, my dad took me there, me and my brother, after like a basketball game. We played like rec league basketball. And uh, he's like, let's go to this new place called the Pizza Inn. And I was, you know, I was like, all right, let's just go get some pizza. But it was the first time I was exposed to the concept of a flat fee, all you can eat. And I was just like, I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around. I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you get you get all you want. You go multiple trips up there to the little pizza bar there." <laughs> and I just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I just I was like, "We found a loophole, Dad. We're we're going to put these bastards out of business." And I was just so happy. Just a fat little eight year old just just couldn't get enough of the and the pizza was okay but i was i was more excited about the concept I, but literally that was the first time i knew about all you can eat am i wrong in assuming boy, am i wrong in assuming that you your excitement and attention to detail for this moment is more lucid than when you first lost your virginity oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely cuz you know eating is something i do every day That's, you know it's 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 this it's more special. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking that at was a it, really. I'm, that was a dumb kid. I'm looking at it. Kids are dumb. If you're a smart kid, you're a nerd. Nobody liked you, so be grateful you were dumb and had friends and had mm-hmm. a good time. The yeah, toppings bar. That was me. From left to right, we've got leaf lettuce, sliced onion, <laughs> sliced pickles, mm-hmm. looking like chopped lettuce, banana peppers, chopped tomatoes, chopped. Two kinds of chopped onions, purple and white. Now it's looking like those were the crinkle cut pickles. By the way, those they had the crinkle cut. They have crinkle cut pickles. Dill. They had and sliced. They you could have sliced or diced options for both your toppings. Mm -hmm. God damn, this is depressing, man. Yeah, they closed. Great, man. Like, can we go to one? Maybe. I don't know if they're already closed or they've set a date to close. If they haven't closed yet, I'm going to have to make a trip up to Burbank and and get one last hurrah there. You let me know if you mm. want to do that. And it's good. It was solid, man. I like I I used to go recently. Like I went like a couple years ago and remember like this this holds up. I was going to them on the road because time, they man. had uh they had the fake meat burgers. Mhm. Ketchup, yellow mm. yellow mustard, barbecue sauce, just in the the pounding. Oh, such a damn here's shame. the thing too. You know, it's not that the, the toppings bar doesn't just pertain to the burgers. Fuddruckers is what you could also onion rings. You could also blurt out Fuddruckers and then say like butt fuckers, and you your parents yeah. would laugh first before they got mad at you. <laughs> That one would get him. Can we go to Buttfuckers? I mean, Fuddruckers? Kyle. Kyle. What? I don't know. Huh? I don't know the name of it. Charlie, shut up. God, he's a maniac. He's just a maniac. He's got small dogs in him. Take him to Fuddruckers. Shut him up he, for a while. He looks like he swallowed a football. You got a fat, got got a this, fat small dog? oddly shaped. Yeah, yeah, old fat small dog, it's oddly shaped animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fud what a crazy little Burbank. bastard! That shit is closed. No, it's an open eleven oh. nine p.m. I'll try it, buddy. I'll give it a run. I'll give it a run with you. Oh wait, no, somebody said they closed. Oh, fuck. 
The two questions on the Yelp page for this Fuddruckers. Is this location still open? No, they closed last night. That's from 10 months ago. And then oh. are the hot dogs all beef? Yes, our hot dogs are all beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one, this one I, you know what? And it's be, think about how often you did not, that you did not go to Fuddruckers. Now they're closed. It's all our fault. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. It's all our fault. We did this. We did this mm. to Fuddruckers, Dave. Me and you. I could have yeah. taken some of my $19 million. That's true. I'm going to reopen Fuddruckers Burbank. It's going to be called Buttfuckers. <laughs> it's <laughs> a tribute to Fuddruckers. Uh, it uh, reminds me, there's a, there's a Sopranos episode in season one where they're trying to track down a guy who stole a car and he worked at uh, the equivalent of like a Starbucks. They never come out and say Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I guess there was some licensing issues or whatever, but they had like this dumb mechanic. He's like, yeah, I found a guy. He works over there at uh, Buttfucks or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, at a coffee joint, Buttfucks. Oh, Okay. Luby's cafeteria. Somebody, I think Shane Torres was bent out, <laughs> bent out of shape about Luby's because that's the parent company for Fuddruckers. I don't know Luby's. What's that? Uh, it's a Texas-based cafeteria chain that includes Fuddruckers. So I don't know Luby's either, but I knew about uh. Luby's and somebody mentioning they were sad that it was going out of business. And But I didn't know that Fuddruckers was a part of it until you told me now. You don't see many cafeterias anymore. I, I like those. There, there used to be a chain. I don't know if they're still around called Piccadilly. Do you remember Piccadilly? That was a real uh, grandparents. I, re- I think I remember the name. Where like you get in line, like in the high school lunch, you know, it was cafeteria style. And you, you just point out like, I'll take, I'll take some of the Salisbury steak and I'll take the green beans. And can I get a piece of that key lime pie? And uh, then they total it up there at the cash register. Oh, Piccadilly was a good time. So it's like just between a buffet and a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still, I'm a Chuck-A-Rama fan, oh, having been there in, uh, in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're telling me about Chuck-A-Rama. You'd love that it. That sounds man. fun. Or- I've never been to Organized one. by yeah. Island. Their own nations. All mm. The food grouped into their own uh, civilizations. I like that. Like the Italian bar and the Mexican bar. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like, Seafood it, bar. It, it's mm. like just shitty Epcot Center. Yeah. Just <laughs> a little, the, the United, tasty snack, snacking United Nations. I don't care where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, shit, man. Well, that's bad news about Fuddruckers. <clears throat> yeah. Damn it. It's just, oh, if I could just have one more dance. If I could just have one more visit. I mean, it's like losing oh, wait, a friend. Oh, wait, hold on. I just went to the it's website. Like, oh, we are open. I appreciate the calls, texts, and notes regarding our recent press reliefs. Although these what? are shocking statements, we have 80 Lubies and Fuddruckers locations open to serve you. We are here today and plan to be here for a long time. Okay. That's from Todd, what? Todd Cutie, who's the COO. Let's see which locations. Where? Let's find out, Dave. Maybe we got a road trip. Maybe this is the. Mm, I got a. This is our motorcycle diaries. Is me and you taking a long ride <laughs> to the last Fuddruckers? <laughs> oh my god! Locations. What you got? Oh, yeah, their Jesus. website is all about how they're still open. Okay. Fuck. Los Angeles. 
They ain't open out in Los Angeles. Ah, damn it. United States. Mm. Yeah, let's see. California, what's our best bet? Oh, Bay Area. Apparently the apparently the Bay Area kept the Fuddruckers alive, but nothing nothing in, they got we got four left in California, that's it. And they're all in the You're ba- going right by there next week, no? That's that's all on fire. I don't know if that's Yeah. For, I'm going to check Oregon. If that's still going, then for I'll eat two for you, Dave. <laughs> oh, Oregon's not oh, even on man. the list. That's not even an option. Damn it, man. We're in trouble. They're oh. they're out there, but not anywhere close. No, none in Illinois. Fuck me. Arizona. You don't those, know what you those have until it's gone. Still get one. Oh yeah, Phoenix. You morons. <laughs> you morons get four of them. <laughs> I love how you have such disdain for Arizona. <laughs> I'm supposed to play there. It's one of my first dates back. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Well, you doing? Well, you doing? I had a topic. I had a. I realized that we got way we got way past the topic, so now we're just kicking it. We'll save it for next. We're having a fun, silly one, Dave. We had some information. We had a fun, silly one, kinda. It's good times. What uh? You doing any shows yet? No, no, I don't. I, I have no desire to do the virtual shows. When you said you did a show the other night, was that a virtual show? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it airs on the twenty seventh. How'd it go? It was fun. Well, that was a show where I was like, had a couple beers and I'm blabbering about getting a gun. Also, like, I don't know how many of the questions you're supposed to get right on the test, or mm-hmm. how many you can get wrong and still pass. But like, I I missed like four of them because I didn't. I was just going like, I've been thinking about doing this, and I finally saw that there was no line at the gun shop. And then by the time I parked, there was mm-hmm. five people in front of me. Where'd you go, Burbank? Burbank, yeah. Okay, and yeah, they got a few of them. Over yeah, because I was like, yeah, I got a uh, storage space out there, and I was like, let me go buy and check it out. And I did, and then like I, I took the test, and there, I mean, they are it is hand over fist they're making right now. Yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah, getting ammo is going to be a whole other situation. But uh, I go in there, I'm like, oh, I'll just take this test, and it's all very common sense questions. Where I overthought the questions and got them wrong. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, the safety on a gun is the primary safety mechanism on a gun. And I'm thinking like, well, actually, no, it's probably meaning that there's a lot of safety mechanisms. There's no one thing you should worry about. You should worry about all of them. So I marked it as false, thinking like, no, there's five things you should always pay attention to, not just one. I'm like, no, it's yeah. actually truth. It's a primary one. Like, okay, well, I was overthinking it. <laughs> I got the age ones wrong. I didn't realize 21 and over for anybody in California to buy any hmm. kind of firearm. What did you <clears> think <throat> it was, 18? I thought it was 18, yeah. Because hmm. well, you hear about places like hmm. in the south or in Michigan or somewhere, like they give kids the first day of the hunting season off of school. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've heard of that. No. But anyway, so I got well, him wrong, and the guy's like, well, just, you, he's like, look at the ones you got wrong, and then uh, think about it, and then we'll give you your license. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I didn't have Good to hold you, a gun. Man. I didn't have to do anything. I had to do that, and I just bought it, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm doing it, I'm like, There's, I think it should be a little tougher than this. Yeah, it probably should. 
The same way I think they, I think you should have to take a test to, to vote. I think you should take a you know, ten question common sense, common knowledge test before you could vote. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny. Like people get pissed off at. Well, I mean, illegal immigrants. Once they were like immigrants coming here, it's like they had to learn more about this country to be here than you did. They are a Absolutely. more informed citizen than you are. And I guarantee you their English is better than whatever, you know, yeah. our version of their language is. Yeah, there is no our version of their language. People know a second language. Yeah, exactly. No. Anyway. Well. Oh, boy. Well, all right, buddy. Um, anything else? Anything else on your mind, Kyle? <laughs> like on? the end of a therapy session. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> I think weighted fast food bags is a scam that's being uh, that's happening somewhere. That's like five five guys burgers and fries. It's not good. They just give you a lot of fries. Oh yeah, we talked about that on the uh, the lost episode that we didn't release. Oh, but, did we? Um, yeah, I found out. Yeah, I found out why they give you so many fries at, at Five Guys. Wow. Um, they're they're not giving you extra fries. They're, those extra fries that you think you're getting, that's just built into the price. But they do that so you think that you're getting a value. Like, yeah. look, it's it's overflowing. But they, they, they built that into the price. But so they're not, really not even kidding. good fries. They're like the steak fries, which nobody likes. No, no. Five Guys isn't the steak fries. So those, are the, those are the good ones. They got the hand-cut fries, like the homemade ones. But aren't they the big fat ones? No, no, no. no. No, they don't have the. I, I don't. I know what you're talking about. The steak fries, the fat ones. It's I, like I don't not care a potato wedge, but it's not a fry. Mm. It's in the middle, and it no, pleases neither fan. No, nah, you must be confused. Trust me, I've I've done plenty of research. <laughs> well, because I had five no, guys they're, they're, once, and I was like, this is too much mediocre food. Yeah, I mean the burgers aren't great. They're not bad. They're just kind of bland. Yeah, but, uh, just, I, yeah, I do like the fries. I, I, I'll tell you that I, this is the joke I told on the lost episode that I want to tell again. And <laughs> it's one of the stupidest, funniest jokes I've ever heard. It's about five guys. I'm pretty sure it's my buddy from Atlanta, Brian Emond. He used to have a joke. Um, he'd go, uh, I'm paraphrasing and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. <clears throat> but the gist of it was, he said, uh, yeah, I live in a live in an apartment with four other dudes, so there's like five guys in one apartment, and we all love to cook, and we were actually going to open our own hamburger stand, but somebody beat us to the punch. I can't believe that there was already a Bukaki burger. God damn it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke. I like Gross, it when you good. can make the audience get mad for following you for something. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun to watch like yeah i've let us both down <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus well, all right buddy oh i got a comic of the week this week oh, uh, yeah? uh oh, we we've we've uh, plugged her before in her previous work but she's got a new one out uh sam J. Big fan of Sam J. She got a new uh, Netflix special called Three in the Morning. Hell yeah. It's available now. So uh, shout out to Sam J. Uh, if you're not familiar with her work, look her up. She's hilarious. Sam J's a damn uh, she's boss. Got, um, yeah, she, I, this is probably at least her second uh, a special, I, I, maybe third. But yeah, we plugged her a couple years ago when she had an album out. But this is the new one. It's on Netflix. Three in the Morning, Sam J, Comic of the Week. Check her out. 
Anything else to plug, man? How's uh, how's Hey Girl doing? Hey Girl, Matt still doing that. I, I was gonna say you should check out Bronger's Instagram because Sam J got a painting commission for him and his wife when they had their kid, and it's the it's the cover of Vibe magazine with Death Row Records on the cover. <laughs> Except instead of like Suge <laughs> Knight, the baby's in Suge Knight's position, and like Bronger's Snoop Dogg and Kara's Tupac oh, or something. And that's what she got commissioned for. Sam J doesn't give a fuck. Nice. He's out there living it. What a good gift. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of commissioned work, what was uh, I, I think I saw an Instagram thing today of you. Uh, did uh, Meth Syndicate make you a new shirt? No, this one, this was one from before, but then I just never like okay. put it on and took a picture of it. So I was like, okay. finally, like I've been all summer. I've had like four shirts I've been choosing from up in Oregon. Now that we're back here going through all my clothes, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. My meth syndicate shirt. So I figured I'd give him the, not that he needs what any help. I think he's I just, crushing it right now. Yeah. What was the twist of the joke? I saw that it was big. It was Tom Hague, Hanks but on the uh, walking it, piano but thing. But it's, it's Ready to Die is a no- notorious B.I.G. album. Ah, so that's, okay. That's what it. if you look up, yeah, notorious big Biggie's album. That's what it is, except the graphic is uh, Tom Hanks. Right on. Right on. And I just sent him, like, this is a dumb idea. And right away, he's, like, already had the design. He's like, I can make it as a one-off. And he just made it and gave it to me. It's like, oh, it's awesome. Thanks. Man. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. That's Check cool, out man. Eric at Meth Syndicate for all your his ridiculous shirt needs. You gave, yeah. you gave me the, uh, the, the the Irishman one with the, guy, the, the cover of the, with leprechaun. the leprechaun on it. <laughs> he had one of the 90 day fiance yeah. one, but it was like nine inch nails. It was nine, except instead of nine inch nails, it said 90 day fiance. And it was just pr- a <laughs> shitty, instead of pretty hate machine, it said shitty date machine. Nice. They're fun. Yeah. I had to drop, I had to drop your name for that uh, Irishman shirt. Cause, uh, <laughs> he posted something about it and said that, uh, you know, the, they're all gone out of print. And I, uh, I emailed him. I was like, Hey, I know they're out of print, but, uh, I'm trying to buy this for my buddy, Kyle Kinane. He's a big fan. He's like, Oh yeah, I love that guy. I could do one more. Yeah. It's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric at meth syndicate. Good guy. But, um, yeah, good stuff, man. Well, we didn't, Hey, hey we didn't get to a topic again. I'm sure everybody's let down. Oh, Shocking. But we didn't get mad about well, stuff. Uh, we made some we that's had true. some laughs. You got a treadmill coming. You're gonna be that's in right. shape. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a new man. Very excited. I like it, like what's happening. I'm literally <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I got some news, uh, something to plug. Uh, not, It's not official yet. It's not out yet, but it looks like... Uh, yeah, best my, time to plug uh, something my, when it's not official. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not available yet, but I, I'm pretty sure it's official. It's going to happen. I've been uh, in the works. But my, uh, my old album, Hogwash, uh, will soon be available on vinyl. So uh, stay posted. Stay tuned for that. I will uh, I'll keep you up to date when that uh, release date comes. But yeah, vinyl nerds, uh, you can get. Uh, I'll finally have some uh, stand up on vinyl. I've uh, I've always wanted that. I've I've, uh, I've always loved that uh, all your stuff is on vinyl. Is it the new ones on vinyl? Right, trampoline in a ditch. Is that is that out yet on vinyl? No, that one. Uh, a lot of people have been asking. That's nice. Uh, eventually, it will get to the point. Not nothing in the works now, but I don't see why okay. in the future it won't come out on vinyl. Since that's like we were saying before the start, the only way to kind of consume things now. So, you know, nobody wants a CD. Nobody wants mm-hmm. a tape. Yeah, no one wants a CD. But that's awesome. You should have but, albums uh, out there, man. 
Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that'll come out soon. And then I know people have been asking about like a new album. Uh, I was talking to some guys. Uh, they misunderstood me. I have an hour ready to go, ready to record. Uh, there were some people thinking that it was available or you know ready to be released. But uh, no, just whenever I get back to uh, to work, whenever I can tour again, um, I'll uh, I'll record that new one and hopefully drop that one sooner than later. But uh, in the meantime, you can get to hogwash on vinyl probably uh, I would say in the next month or so. So stay tuned for that. I'll I'll keep you up to date. But, uh, hogwash. Right on, man. Uh, Stonebergs every Monday, myself and uh, my wonderful uh, fiance, Katie Strammer. By the way, I know you don't care about this. You're not a big sports fan. <laughs> Yesterday, I woke up. I wanted to watch the Falcons uh, football season, you know, and she's like, you're going to watch the Falcons? I was like, no, nah, I can't get them out here. Uh, you know, not to bore you with semantics. Go but, get uh, into it, man. NFL. NFL is kind of a regional thing. If you live in California, the odds of you watching Atlanta Falcons game are pretty slim. I was like, uh, no, nah, I can't watch the Falcons. She goes, yeah, you can. I just bought you the NFL Sunday ticket. So I'm the proud owner of the uh, that's the uh, the pa- the package where you can watch every game all season long, so I'm very excited. Uh, my Sundays are going to be occupied for the next few months. So. Look at you. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, just living a real charmed life over here. Got the NFL Sunday ticket. Got a treadmill. I got a sack of Wendy's. I can't complain, Kyle. I really feel bad that that Wendy's is getting cold. Uh, cold burgers right. aren't I'll, good. I'll take care of that. Of like, no, they're not. So but, let's, uh, get you, let's get you in there. Let's get you in the driver's seat of that double, okay? Let's get you. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Hell yeah, man. Hey, I'm going to say it. Good episode, Dave. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. (laughs) All right. The Boogie Monster. Star Bands Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> 
Podcast Network.